Thank you for joining Resurrection Lutheran Church this Sunday morning, giving praise with us for God's blessings of music, prayer, and scripture. I, Pastor Karen Perkins, will be sharing a message of grace, forgiveness, and hope. All of the worship leaders welcome you. Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God, who greets us in this and every season, whose word never fails, whose promise is sure. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And also with you. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Teach us, good Lord God, to serve you as you deserve, to give and not to count the cost, to fight and not to heed the wounds, to toil and not to seek the rest, for rest, to labor and not to ask for reward, except that of knowing that we do your will. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Amen. Now it's time for our children's message. Hey, Victoria. What do you love the most? Bye-bye. Violet, yeah. And do you think you know Violet really well? Yeah. Like, you know her better than anybody else? Yeah. Yeah? What do you think God loves the most? Us. That's a great answer, us. Do you think God knows us really well? Yeah. Did you know in the story that we're about to hear, God knows how many hairs are on our heads. <laughs> Crazy. That's how well he knows us. He knows what's in our heart, what's on our mind. And guess what? He loves us more than anything. He loves us more than his favorite candy or his favorite TV show, if he had one, right? Like, do you love Vivan more than those things? Yeah. Yeah. All right, do you want to pray? Vivan <laughs> wants to chew on the microphone. Let's pray. Dear God, thank you for loving us. Thank you for knowing us. And help us share your love with all your children. Amen. I invite you to rise as you are able. Let us together welcome the gospel. warns his disciples that their ministry in his name will meet with opposition. However, he assures them that they need not fear, for the truth will come to light. Life is found in Christ. 
The Holy Gospel according to Matthew, the 10th chapter. Glory to you, Lord. Jesus said to the 12, A disciple is not above the teacher, nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher, and the slave like the master. If they have called the master of the house Beelzebul, how much more will they malign those of his household? So have no fear of them, for nothing is covered up that will not be uncovered, and nothing secret that will not become known. What I say to you in the dark, tell in the light, and what you hear whispered, proclaim from the housetops. Do not fear those who kill the body but cannot kill the soul. Rather, fear him who can destroy both soul and body in hell. Are not two sparrows sold for a penny? Yet not one of them will fall to the ground apart from your father. And even the hairs of your head are all counted. So do not be afraid. You are of more value than many sparrows. Everyone, therefore, who acknowledges me before others, I will also acknowledge before my father in heaven. But whoever denies me before others, I also will deny before my Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to bring peace to the earth. I have not come to bring peace, but a sword. For I have come to set a man against his father, and a daughter against her mother, and a daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. And one's foes will be members of one's own household. Whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves a son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever does not take up the cross and follow me is not worthy of me. Those who find their life will lose it. And those who lose their life for my sake will find it. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise you, may be seated. So a complicated text today, and a text that a lot of times you get to hear little bits and pieces of, but not necessarily the whole concept together. It's thought that in this, in this passage, um, when Matthew writes this passage of Jesus, he's addressing a church that's already having infighting. And not only having infighting, but deciding who's going to side with Rome or who's going to side with the temple, the, the, the temple leaders, synagogue leaders, in order to get protection, to get advantages, to get affluence, to get authority. So there are the followers of Jesus, but already kind of positioning and saying, huh, we have to have alliances because we live in this world. Okay, maybe you do have to have alliances just as you have family members. But Jesus is saying, if you put them before me, if you put them before me, you're not worthy of me. Now, fortunately, we're not, we recognize our lack of worthiness anyway, which is why we're great, grateful to be able to come to the cross and grateful when we come to baptism and are renewed in our baptism. But the point being that if you put 
these people above you, if you put what your father-in-law wants you to do above the calling of your faith, you're missing the mark. And this isn't about saying, I put Jesus first, because that's what happens when people say, whoever acknowledges me before others, I also will acknowledge before my Father in heaven, right? A lot of times we say, we hear people say, that's about standing up and, and proclaiming ourselves as Christian. Big fan of proclaiming ourselves as Christian. But that's not what acknowledging Jesus is about. Acknowledging Jesus isn't about saying, I'm a Christian. Or forwarding that email that somebody says, you know, if you're proud of God, you'll forward this email. Or thumbs up it or whatever. That's not the way we acknowledge God. And we don't acknowledge God by being the most faithful adherents to the law. We know that. We've been learning that over the last couple of weeks. And that's also why Christ came for us, because we couldn't be faithful adherents to the law. And we hear that Moses was reckoned, or I'm sorry, Abraham was reckoned righteous before the law. So it's not about the law. It's not about claiming the name of Christian. It's not about siding with those who are likely to give us benefits, even if those benefits are in the interest of our faith group, even if those benefits are in the interest of our church, or even if those benefits are in the interest of what we believe is the version of the gospel that we're supposed to act in favor of. Acknowledging Christ before others goes back to verses 24 and 25. A disciple is not above the teacher nor a slave above the master. It is enough for the disciple to be like the teacher and the slave like a master. Okay, what does it mean? Jesus showed us what a life of service looked like. Jesus showed us and showed the disciples what they were called to do and told us and told the disciples. What were those things? Anybody? If you love me, somebody should be able to fill that in. If you love me, feed my sheep. If you love me, feed my sheep. Especially Peter. Well, stop telling me about how much you love me. Feed my sheep. Yeah, 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 it's great that you're naming me Messiah. That was good early on in the ministry. Feed my sheep. Okay. Last week, we hear, and I send you out making, what are we making? Disciples. Disciples, thank you. Doing what in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit? Baptizing in the name of the Son and the uh, Father, Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Sorry. <gasps> okay, so feed my sheep, make disciples, 
baptizing in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Teaching. Teaching as I have taught you. Teaching as I have taught you. Also, teach them to pray the Lord's Prayer. Or when you pray, pray like this is what Jesus says. Teaching. Teaching the scriptures. Okay, what else? Healing. Healing in my name. I send you out to heal. Just these, these works that I have done, even greater than these, will you do? Casting out demons. Healing in my name. Heal people. Feed people. Heal people. Teach people. Be the body. Be the body. That's come together, worship, live together. But it's about doing the work that Jesus did, doing the work that was left in our hands. That's what acknowledging Jesus is about. Acknowledging Jesus before others is about saying, despite the fact that it's hard, and despite the fact that I'm going to get criticized for this, and we are going to get criticized for this, and called suckers, and called any other sorts of things, and be told that we're Pharisees, or that we're faithless, or that we're any other name that other Christian groups sometimes call us, and other faith groups sometimes call us, and sometimes people who don't have any exposure to faith affiliation. Greedy is another thing we get called. Despite the fact that you're going to get called these things, despite the fact that people are going to say things to you like, I thought you were too smart to be religious. Anybody ever heard that one? Oh, no? Sometimes I have people who, 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 who are highly educated and highly intelligent. Aren't smart people too smart for that? Despite all of that, because it's going to happen. And we know, I mean, we've just been discussing this as well, but we know that the disciples suffered. We know that Christian groups continue to suffer. Faith groups continue to suffer. We know that people in this congregation continue to suffer. In many cases, because of a commitment to doing what is kind and what is right and what is faithful. And in many cases, because of being willing to offer ourselves to service when it doesn't seem like the practical choice or when there are so many other competing demands. That's what acknowledging Christ before others is. It's about living it. It's about living it with that person who is just annoying the heck out of you and being kind. All the way up to there is something that I need to stand up and march for publicly because I believe it's that, that important of an issue of righteousness. All of those things. And, and Liara can tell you, one of the things that I said is if you're joining a church, you're joining a congregation, and you don't have to like everybody. You do have to love everybody. 
And that means for a lot of us praying for it. Because it's not easy. Especially when we get tired or cranky or anxious or sick or any of those other things that might make us more susceptible to being less patient or less attentive to what is faithful following. And know that these things matter. Because those are the two messages here. One is that it's going to be hard, but I'll be with you. And I'm calling you to do it anyway. And the other is you matter and everything about you matters. And if God can be concerned about about trivial stuff, God certainly cares about your well-being as a beloved creature of God. That's the whole counting each hair. God counts about, cares about each hair and cares about each moment. So, yes, it'll be hard. Yes, God will be there. Because you matter. All of that complication comes down to that. What it's going to come down to for most of us is praying about it and praying about it and praying about it and praying about it and praying and then praying about it some more. Because it's so easy to be passionate about it. Those moments, you know those moments you have where you're just fired up and, and just really experiencing that encounter with God that is so visceral and so overwhelming. But we don't stay in those moments, right? And then we have those moments where it's like, I really want to stay in bed. I will tell you that I have, in the however many years I've been ordained, I have been told by many people I wish I had gone to church. I have yet to be told by somebody I really wish I hadn't gone today. Now, it's entirely possible it's because people aren't telling me, but... I choose to believe that's because God calls us into this encounter and God promises to bless us in this encounter. All that's being asked of you is to offer yourself to it. I invite you to lift that up to God in song and prayer. Trusting in God's abundant mercy, let us offer our prayers for the world in need. You entice your church to speak truth that challenges false notions of peace. 
prevail upon us with the good news of Christ's death and resurrection, that we are compelled to share the gospel with all the world. God, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Under your watch, not even a sparrow goes unnoticed. Safeguard plant and animal habitats threatened by melting glaciers, rising oceans, and receding coastlines. Amplify the voices of those calling for responsible stewardship of the Earth's resources. God, in your mercy. Our world is enduring violence and destruction. Rescue your people and nations experiencing conflict or crisis, especially in Ukraine and Sudan. Thwart the efforts of those who sow chaos and terror and guide those working to bring about peace and reconciliation. God, in your mercy. You have counted even the hairs of our heads. Reassure anyone experiencing poverty, homelessness, unemployment, or exploitation that every life has value. Look favorably upon all who struggle, especially refugees in the Mediterranean. Answer us, for your steadfast love is good. God, in your mercy. Even when we experience rejection, your love invites us to new life. Lift up anyone who feels shunned or excluded on account of their gender, race, sexual orientation, gender identity, national origin, or any other human distinction. Make your people one. God, in your mercy. For those whom you send in your name, we pray. Guide presiding Bishop Elizabeth Eaton, Alaska Synod Bishop Shelley Wickstrom, Bishop Tessa Moon Lyseth of our sister synod, the Alaska Southeast Cluster, Pastor Karen Perkins, and Fairbanks Lutheran Church. God, in your mercy. And for what else do the people of God pray? For those who are remembering their baptism today, for those who are yet to be baptized. All who have died with Christ also live with him. We give thanks for Philip Melanchthon. Melanchthon. Say that again. Melanchthon. Melanchthon. And all the saints whose faithful confession inspired our own discipleship and raised us with them to eternal life. God, in your mercy. Hear our prayer. Receive our prayers and answer us, O God, in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. This is the part of our service where we lift up our gifts to God. We offer ourselves, our time, and our possessions. Members, of course, are encouraged to give our regular tithes and offerings through an assigned number, and we have regular vehicles for doing that. You're invited to go to our website and use PayPal or one of the other donate buttons that we have on the website. You can make a special offering to the RLC on KINY ministry, which helps keep this on the air, or to the RLC food pantry, 
or to Juno Live, which helps with community outreach. You're also more than welcome to come by in person or make a food donation. We encourage people also to be involved with the community and appreciate volunteers. All of these things are gathered together in song and prayer. God of field and forest, sea and sky, you are the giver of all good things. Sustain us with these gifts of your creation and multiply your graciousness in us, that the world may be fed with your love. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. Lord, remember us in your kingdom and teach us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Let us announce together the mission of Resurrection Lutheran Church is to promote spiritual growth in Christ and service to all people. The God who calls us across the cosmos and speaks in the smallest speaks in the smallest seed. Bless us, keep and sustain you. Now to the end of the age.
share the harvest. This has been an abridged worship service of Resurrection Lutheran Church. You are welcome to join us for worship in person on Sunday mornings at 930. We are located at 740 West 10th Street in downtown Juneau. Our phone number is 586-2380. More information about our location, parking lot, current COVID policy, and other contact information is available on our website at rlcjuno.org. The website is also the best way to learn about what events are happening with the community outreach ministry, Juno Live. With a vital food pantry, bell choir, quilting group, Bible study, and others, there may be a ministry here just for you. Come and see.